You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome back to Marketing News Canada. I'm your host, Jill Saskin-Gales, and I'm here today with Cornelius Van Heerden. Cornelius is a Google data analytics expert supporting key accounts across Canada. Prior to joining Google, he was director of technology at a GMP partner and went on to lead a team of developers as VP of technology at a Google cloud partner. Cornelius, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So tell me, Cornelius, how did you get into marketing and data in the first place? So prior to coming to Canada, I'm originally from South Africa, and there I was doing a lot of data development, database and ERP solutioning and stuff like that, building databases and working a lot in the analytical space. When I came to Canada, the first position that I got was at an agency or an agency slash GMP partner. And so in the GMP partner, I was quickly promoted to director of technology where I oversaw the creation of a media planning product, which basically took all of the data from the media planners and execution of campaigns and then use that in order to generate reporting and to track KPIs, ROI, and like CPA with automatic and automated reporting. So we built that system for this GMP partner, was implemented there. It was also implemented in some other companies after the product was then kind of monetized. And yeah, and that's basically my start in agency and marketing. As just from the data side, I just started working in that space. Right. And GMP, for those who don't know, is Google Marketing Platform. So really working on the Google data um, and tech stack before coming over to work at Google in Google Cloud. Well, not only. Obviously, it's an agency that do GMP partnering, but all agencies would do multi-channel or omni-channel marketing. So that also included advertising on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and so on and so forth. So, so it was more than just the Google side. That was just they were a reseller of GMP. Got it. And so tell us, how did you get to your current role today at Google? So after joining the GMP partner, basically, I established a group of data analytics experts inside of the GMP partner that I was working. And so from there, we actually built the product. And then I had a team of highly skilled professionals who I had upskilled and helped and uh, who had helped me establish the company. And as director, I, at that particular point in time, spoke to our CEO, who I basically then at that point said, we, I would like to establish a consulting company using the skill sets that we currently have internally. And so we broke out and became a Google Cloud partner. And with the Google Cloud partner, we started helping other companies with uh, data and analytic needs and specifically building big data ecosystems for their data, including marketing use cases in a lot of cases, because that was a a key speciality for us. And then from there, after working with the Google team for a while, I reached out at some point to one of the Googlers and they they offered me, put me in touch with an agency and I, I joined Google from there. Got it. So you raised your sign and say, hey, you got any spots over there? And it turned out they did. Yep, that's pretty much it. (laughs) Wonderful. And so you work at Google Cloud now, which most of us who don't work in this space, and we think of Google Cloud, we may think, you know, data storage, or maybe we think of Google Workspace. But you work with these really interesting marketing use cases focused on measurement, focused on value-based bidding. What might some people be surprised to know 
about the marketing capabilities of Google Cloud? That's a good question. So in terms of marketing, the the marketing staff in Google is Google supports AI, right? Google supports big data. When it comes to working with marketing platforms in general, they generate a lot of data about what is the performance of your campaigns? What are the Google Analytics, as an example, is a platform that will analyze what is going on on your website, your first party websites in order to track clickstream data throughout. Now, all of the Google products like Google Analytics, Google AdWords, GMP products like DP360 and Campaign Manager have exports directly available natively into Google BigQuery. So Google BigQuery, for those of you who don't know, is Google Cloud's flagship data warehouse product, which can execute like petabyte scale queries in seconds. It's it's an incredibly powerful product. And because the data is already available and most marketers use Google marketing technologies like Google Analytics, Google Ads in order to do digital marketing, it just becomes like an obvious place for you to actually pull your data into and then from there to start analyzing that data. So that's basically what we do. And then you can do all sorts of really, really cool things. Uh, everything from artificial intelligence, obviously, as you know, that Google does lots of artificial intelligence. If you just look at how your Android phone categorizes your photos and your images and does translations and all of those types of things, those are all Google AI products, which is available in the Google Cloud space and which we make available and we can use for marketing writers' use cases as well. So calculating things like propensity to convert, calculating things like lifetime value using artificial intelligence and machine learning models, all of those types of things are done using the Google Cloud stack, but using Google marketing data and beyond. So Facebook data, whatever the case may be, you can import it all in and then create an omni-channel kind of marketing strategy and use AI and to optimize it. So even as a marketer who works in Google Ads, this all sounds a bit science fiction-y to me. So I'd love, can you give us an example of how an advertiser you've worked with has been able to take their advertising data and leverage the power of the cloud to achieve more value from their advertising? Sure. Yeah. So we, we have a, a big banking client who basically when, what they wanted to do is increase the value of their optimization inside of the Google Cloud platform. So basically, most marketing systems or DSPs, they just optimize towards a specific key metric. So I would say, let's say as an example, I have my website and I want to optimize my conversions towards an endpoint like maybe a get a quote. Maybe a bank has that type of use case where they want to get a quote and click on that type of thing. Now, the thing about that is that the getting of a quote for the bank is actually not a very high value metric. It's not a high value conversion because lots of people get quotes, but not a lot of people actually take out mortgages as an example. So the value that we brought in to this company is basically we could take that data and absorb it into Google Cloud. And basically take the information that we now had from the the offline systems, no longer like the digital marketing system, but we could optimize our goals towards not the quotation, but actually towards the mortgage being approved. So now you're optimizing towards a high value strategy or a high value key point versus an online key point, which, you know, is all you have access to. And so in that way, you can really increase your ROI on basically anything. So it's it's a really, really effective way of actually gaining value really quickly by ingesting your first-party data and then using high-value imports, a value 
conversion points in your offline data in order to optimize. And I know this is a problem that a lot of lead gen focused advertisers face, not just banks that say, get a quote or call us or fill out a lead and then void. So this advertiser mentioned was able to then fill in that gap with their own data about who actually got mortgages and who didn't and feed that back into ads to improve their bidding and the ROI of their advertising. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. I mean, and we have other use cases as well when it comes to things like airline, where we had a client who does an app in Canada for airlines. And basically the idea was that they were optimizing their conversions towards app downloads, as an example. App downloads, okay. But then they got a lot of app downloads, but they didn't get any conversions in terms of when the uh, the actual transactions actually went through. So again, trying to get to that point where you're optimizing to the correct endpoint is highly valuable. And that's actually what we want to try and do. Because if you have 20 million app downloads, it doesn't matter if there isn't any type of return on investment at the end of the day. A PR metric, not a performance metric. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, of course, AI and machine learning is a huge trend in, I mean, every industry, but especially in marketing right now. What are some of the other kind of big trends or challenges that you're looking at in the marketing space right now? So I feel like in the marketing space, there are three major issues that we face. The number one issue is measurement. And that's kind of the foundation that you are typically going to have a problem with. When it comes to measurement, you want to know how your campaigns are performing across various DSPs or demand-side platforms across Facebook, across Google. You want to know where's your audience really resonating with your things. And so you want to be able to track things like your cost per acquisition, your return on ad spend, and so on and so forth. So in order to be able to accomplish that, you have to have a proper measurement strategy in place. And you also have to be able to set proper goals, right? So I need to be able to go like, what is my CPA, you know, and go, what do I want my CPA to be and work with messaging and work with creative that can get me to that that ideal. And so, yes. and that is one, uh, multi, one of multiple KPIs. And obviously we want to track the funnel of people going from the awareness phase of the, our campaigns into the engagement phases of our campaigns into the acquisition campaign. And throughout, you want to track and measure the effectiveness of your, your overall campaign. And also so that you can re- reuse that. If you had a really successful campaign this year in uh, January, um, then maybe next year that same campaign will be useful again. And so keeping that data, making sure that you have proper measurements so that you can actually do things, that's number one. And that's a foundation. That's what everybody needs to do. Number yes. two, the second thing that people really need to start doing is stop assuming who your audiences are. A lot of us have this kind of an idea of going like, okay, well, my audience is like, millennials or maybe that's the idea whatever the case may be and then you go and create based on kind of like what you feel you go and figure out okay well i think that my audience is like this and i'm going to check a few metrics and check a few boxes and i'm going to create them now where artificial intelligence comes in here again is for things like clustering so that is basically creating Letting artificial intelligence tell you inside of your data, first-party data or otherwise, what are the behavioral signs of high-value people? What are the characteristics of high-value people? And let it cluster these people into various kind of audiences. Well, technically, you're clustering just data points. Once you've clustered the data points, then basically you want to identify what that cluster says. What does the machine actually tell you this cluster is about? 
So after that, you can do some analysis on those clusters, and then you can maybe see that these people are in a very good example of one of our, our insurance companies is they found that a high-value segment for them was empty nesters. So the empty nesters are your big high-value audience for specific insurance products. So, But they didn't know that beforehand. They let the data tell them. They looked at those people. They looked at the demographics. They looked at all of the aspects of them, and then they assigned a segment to that instead of like, do me kind of thinking that this is the case, uh, it let the data tell the story using clustering and automa- unsupervised learning. Mm-hmm. And then you can create cre- creatives that can actually obviously target that specific audience well. Because, you know, if you say use the same messaging for all of your different audiences, it's not going to be that effective. So you need to create specific creative and put it on there. And then back to measurement. Let's see how well did that perform on our various DSPs throughout the awareness, engagement, and acquisition phase. And then the last thing that I would say is value-based bidding, which we spoke about just before. is basically getting after you get there, also optimizing to the right key points in order to, again, see how effective it was. And again, when it comes to that, being able to measure how effective that was versus how effective my previous campaign was is an extremely important thing. So that that measurement is always the foundation. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
Yes, they're all interconnected. So those three things are measurement, measuring the effectiveness of your campaigns, building audiences and inferring audiences from data, and then using value-based bidding to act on those audiences and, of course, measure their performance and optimize from there appropriately. Kind of goes in the loop, right? Yeah, all the time. And then you want to find new people who look like your high-value segments. So then you can get to a point where you can start analyzing your audiences and breaking them down into who are the audiences here who have high lifetime value and who are in this audience, for example, in this cluster, where's my high value customers, high lifetime value, high propensity to convert, break it down into quantiles and then go like, okay, this is my top quantile. These are my best customers that I have. And then going to find more of those customers using like lookalike modeling, uh, lookalike audiences inside of Facebook or Google and so on and so forth to target more people who look like your ideal audience. It's interesting hearing you speak about this because there's so much human analysis that seems to play a role here alongside the machine analysis. And I know often a fear people have when they hear artificial intelligence, machine learning is like, oh no, the machines are taking our jobs or, ah, what am I going to do? But hearing you speak about this, it sounds like there's really deep interesting work for humans to do alongside the machines. Could you maybe talk a bit about that? Yeah, of course. No, there's always going to be specifically around the creation of the audience segmentation. A, a, a machine can cluster. It can go like this data point looks the same, but it can't tell you what that group of data represents in terms of people and their behaviors. So you're always going to have to have to go into that and let the machine t- say like, okay, this is what it is. And so you're going to have to do the work of identifying or giving that a persona to that those data points. In addition to that, there's obviously the creative process. In order to be able to, to target an audience effectively, you're always going to have to create really, really strong, engaging content that's going to work with those, those people. And you're going to have to experiment with various types of messaging. So thinking about how what type of messaging is going to relate better, best to you, think those are all human processes. We can, we can try and do it with machine learning, but it, it's, we're not even close. So making sure that you have that strategy in place and then obviously measuring the results and optimizing your campaign. That's still really, really important stuff that we need to do. And so, I mean, we're working towards more automation of these types of processes as well, but there's a lot of work to set that up. And most companies, and I can tell you like most enterprises that I work with, and I work with the biggest ones in Canada, and most of them are not even close to even setting up this foundation of measurement. So never mind starting to actually use things like artificial intelligence. So there's still a lot of work to go to. There's still a lot of people going to be involved in getting there. And once people do get there, we're just going to focus on, you know, making sure that our campaigns perform well, making sure that multiple campaigns can perform well, because this is another thing. The better we get at something, the more campaigns we're going to be able to do, the more money, hopefully, we're going to make and the more hopefully. creatives we are going to have to create. So there's always going to be that human process and there's, it's never going to go away. Yeah, it's interesting. When you think about what's involved in the campaign, I mean, foundationally, right, you need the measurement in place. But then kind of bidding, targeting, creative are those three pillars. And so bidding and targeting, AI is really there and can really help us. Mm. But to your point, creative at least not in a widely usable way by the vast majority of humans, right? Machines have Mm. not fully taken on that part yet, but we're seeing signs of it. Like you'll see these news articles about you type in a few words and AI comes up with a picture. So you mentioned you think it's still a long way off if you had a crystal ball in front of you. Like what do you think might be the future for creative and this machine learning in the ads context? I mean, there's 
multiple ways that you can do it. So you could always create, if I wanted to visualize something, I can I can associate, uh, do word associations with specific pictures in the background in order to, to surface out the right type of creative so that those are the type of thing. You could use artificial intelligence, as we know, to also generate images. And we can also use artificial intelligence to help us create multiple messaging for multiple people. Another thing that's really big right now and is going to become more and more of a big thing coming soon is going to be translation. Like being able to reach people of various different types of languages throughout you know, throughout your entire, and Google just released at Google Next Day, they have the translate um, translate functionality built into your into your photos and stuff like that, where you can actually take documents and creative and actually translate it into multiple languages. And so, without you know needing to know how to actually do that, and then you can have there's still a human interface there that says like, okay, now that we have translated it, it'll be reviewed by someone who can speak that language, but obviously those workflows are becoming easier and faster. But at the end of the day, we're still going to do it. And a machine is never going to be able to be really creative at creating, for example, a marketing campaign that's going to go like, oh, well, this is for empty nesters, but what do empty nesters want? What are their ambitions? What are their goals? What are their, what all of those types of things? So things are still going to require a human touch in order to, to make that emotional connection, I think. To your point, the data will say, you know, your ideal customers are 60 to 70 year olds who live in a certain place, who have children, maybe, or maybe it'll say they don't have children, but it won't be able to put, ah, empty nesters. Okay, let's now go do some more research into that segment creative that appeals to them. Or I don't know, maybe the AI would show a literal empty nest. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it will get better as we go along. But yes, it's still a far way off. And like I said, most companies haven't even started this journey. Yes. And to that point, you mentioned that most of the companies you work with at Google are like the largest of large companies in Canada. And even most of them are still in the very early stages of implementing this kind of technology in their organizations. So to the vast majority of listeners who are listening to this and are intrigued by what you're saying, but do not work at one of these very large companies, what are a few steps that someone could take today to start integrating some of these best practices you mentioned into their organization, whether they work at a small to medium-sized business or a small to medium-sized agency that doesn't get to work with someone like you? Well, yeah, of course. The starting point is consolidating your data. So like it's, it's always going to start there. We're going to have silos. We're going to have data in a variety of different places from various DSPs. And this is not only, I mean, we might also have data from our internal systems and so so forth that we can use. So the idea is to get that all into one place. Because once you have the things in one place, you can start kind of playing around with the data and start analyzing and and measuring it. So the first step in order to do that is maybe to engage a lot of agencies do that type of work. So or help people on uh, Google Cloud Partners. There's a number of them throughout Canada who are really, really good at at just kind of helping you with that first step. How do you get all the data together? Then once we have all the data in one place, metadata is super important. Okay, tell us about that. Yeah, so so when we want to do an omni-channel measurement strategy in digital marketing, it's really important that we have proper tagging in place in such a way that we can link our goals, our KPIs, our media plans 
with which is linked to our KPIs and all of our type of, all of the things that we we as marketing organizations and not only marketing organizations but also big organizations and marketing departments. The idea is you have a campaign. It has certain goals. It has certain metadata associated with it, right? We have to start with that kind of strategy and and be sure that we can identify when the data comes out of the platforms that, the, well, that specific ad was associated with this specific strategy. So one way that you can do it, like in a display network type of ad, is giving the ad an ID inside of your planning document, like one, two, three. But then when you actually execute the ad on the display, make sure that that one, two, three is also in the ad name so that when you eventually get the data out, you can link those two data sets and go like, okay, well, this strategy was associated with this measurement. So this is how effective this was. So just kind of having maybe... Google Sheets. Uh, the Google Sheets is a great place. Yes. I mean, but I mean, you can build better things. But Google Sheets is great to kind of do your planning documentation, to create some tagging, and to then when you get it back. Cool thing about Google Sheets is it can integrate directly with BigQuery, so you can literally just connect it to BigQuery, and then mm-hmm. you can do your analysis directly from from your Google Sheets to your data that's being collected from the DSP or from the demand side platform. Got it. So first step is getting all the data together, breaking down some of those organizational silos, either trying to do it yourself or working with a partner who has this expertise. And then from there, tagging the data, which is really organizing the data, making sure it's usable before you start launching all these crazy initiatives you want to launch with that data. Yeah, I'm making sure that you can tie it back. Uh, How do I tie it back? to the, the data that's coming out of my platforms. How do I make sure that, okay, I know this specific ad was associated with this specific strategy? And you can automate that process, by the way. People have been struggling to do that in agencies for a long time. I've done it. So it's, it is definitely possible. So being able to automate that process of report creation so that you can actually scale and do a lot of campaigns and not have to do that typical agency thing of downloading data for a long time and then if trying to like allocate things to each other, starting down that road by yourself is a good place to start. Speak to people who know, speak to people who have done it before. Absolutely. Well, Cornelius, thank you so much for your time today. It's great to hear from a data analytics expert at Google about how we can do more with our data, leveraging measurement, audiences, value-based bidding, and other AI and ML solutions. The last question I have before I let you go today is if you weren't doing this job right now, if you had a totally different career, you know, what would that be? What's your second dream job? I guess I'd be a musician. So like for me, I'm a little bit of a singer songwriter, but like on my, in my spare time. So maybe if I was ever good enough at that, I would have done that. Or maybe a pilot because I, I, I also fly. So that's uh, another thing that I might want to do. Got it. Well, Cornelius, it's been a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you so much for joining us on Marketing News Canada. I'm Jill Saskin-Gales and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors Travis Jeffers and The Podfather.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.